This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. We're back live, and I am back in Ocala, Florida, and I'm Glenn the Geek. I'm Jamie Jennings in Phoenix, Arizona, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for January 31st. That's right, people, the last day of Beganuary. It's episode 1863, brought to you by Horselovers.com. Good morning, Horse World. Meat and potatoes for everybody tomorrow. Everybody up, rise and shine. It's a new day. It's Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Here we can go again. Oh, and away we go. Ah, uh, okay. So the eclipse is almost over here. We're we, Chad and my dad is in town, and we've all been watching the lunar eclipse going on. It's pretty amazing. It's now seven o'clock, so everything is pretty much wrapping up. But I say, you guys, eclipse is going on. Glenn's like, I didn't hear about. I I didn't. I forgot. I no and, and Jimmy's like, I didn't even know that was happening. It's like all over the news. So how much we pay attention? <laughs> is it the red I'm one? Is that what it was supposed okay. to be? The red one, make the moon red. What was it called? The the super blue moon. What was it called, Chad? Super, super blue blood moon. Blood moon. Yeah. Was super it bloody? blue blood moon. It was super bloody and super blue. It was amazing. So <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, hurry up. We got to, I got to get back out there and see the, uh, the lunar eclipse. Glenn's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Just keeping you in touch with your uh, earth and your surroundings. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. I didn't even know that was going on. Oh, I love you guys. Uh, <laughs> welcome back, Glenn. Welcome back to the real world. People who live in I- Florida are a little out of touch. <laughs> I think it's just you guys, <laughs> honestly. Uh, Jimmy, tell us what's coming up on today's show. All right, sure, I'd love to. On today's show, in our Purina Mills Health segment, we have Dr. Stephen Reed on the topic, Is My Horse Neurologic or Lame? We find out how we did in our Pegasus Cup predictions and review the Eclipse Award winners. And Sally from Heels Down stops by, and Jamie treats us to both advice for horse people, by horse people, and chapter 18 of the Opium Equation, so you don't want to miss any of it. It's a packed show as always today, guys, and speaking of today, today is National Hot Chocolate Day. Oh, how sweet it is. Enjoy, everybody. <laughs> That's It's like 85 degrees here now. Uh, hot chocolate sounds horrible. <laughs> Sorry, it's did like you like heat. stock up on a massive amount of cheese to eat tomorrow? <laughs> no, I, I'm going to try to stick with it. You know, I always try to go with it for a while. Now, the breaking point in Veganuary for me, and this is like so equestrian first world problem. It's not even funny. It's like embarrassing to talk about it. So when I go to Flag is Up Farm next week, what happens is Pat Roberts, Monty Roberts' wife, the sweetest lady on the planet, always makes me some sort of vegetarian dish if they invite us up for dinner. And it always has cheese on it. And I can't be like, I'm sorry, 
I'm vegan. I'm not going to eat this special meal you made for me, Pat Roberts. So that will be the breaking factor is whatever Pat That's Roberts it. cooks for Once me. Once that first mouthful of cheese is in, you're doomed. <sighs> Man, I will tell you, though, the, the first time when I made it seven months full vegan, the Pat Roberts was she made me a uh, lasagna. <laughs> that was my breaking thing. And I had lost I lost 25 pounds in seven months. You're like vegan. tiny to begin with. I had all that fat girl baby weight going on. I mean, my God, <laughs> it's not hard for me to get fat. Come on, I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> so, You know who's lost a lot of weight? She never talks about it. And she's not here, so I can talk about her. Is Jennifer. She's lost like 25 pounds. How'd she do it? My diet. She went on the uh, no sugar, no, no gluten diet. And oh my God! How is Jennifer surviving? And she went up to Cal to Pennsylvania. Didn't have any Tasty Cakes. I don't believe it. <laughs> no, she didn't actually. We, it's so funny you say that because we walked by the Tasty Cake section at the mini market at Wawa, and she just about had a heart attack. Uh, that is a calling when you when you come from Northeast. It, you could, tasty Cakes are definitely the weak point. I went to this store that, Jimmy, just so you know, I went, I used to go to Ada with Glenn when he used to, you know, care about me. That's right. And uh, anyway, I used to go. And we don't so, bring her anymore. <laughs> don't bring me anymore. She was embarrassing. That uh, or I had a kid and you quit flying me up there. Anyway, so um, I, I, I went to this store and I've never seen, it's like, it's like when you watch a movie about heroin addicts. And you see them start to like twitch and scratch because they really need their drug. Watching Glenn and Jennifer walk by Tasty Cakes is the same thing. <laughs> I they still have it twitch, too. <laughs> start to scratch their arms, like just, tw- you know, the neck twitches. And the- they walk out with powder under their noses, but it's just powdered sugar. That's it's right. just powdered sugar. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I thought, I'm like, that is the most disgusting thing I have ever seen. They're like hoarding it. They're like, give me another shopping cart, Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> we brought like five cases home that time too. They did. It's so gross. So gross. <laughs> so anyway, um, time for uh, daily win. You go for it, Glenn. Well, I just wanted to thank Piper from the Platcast for helping me out at Ada. She co-hosted the show with me. Did a great job, and wanted to remind anybody that listened to Monday's show. Of all the different products we highlighted, all the new products, if you're going to order anything, I know there was a lot of interest in the helmets. Uh, If you're going to order anything, mention Horse Radio Network when you place the order. If you're calling it in or write it in the comments on the shopping cart, uh, we would appreciate that. And as far as the helmet needs some sponsors, come and, on. Yeah, and as far as the helmet is concerned, that's distributed by Back on Track. It's not up on their website or anything yet. Um, this is a brand new helmet coming out with new technology in it, Jamie. That uh, you know how how the one problem with helmets has been yes, it protects your skull from getting cracked, but when you hit hard and at an angle, your your brain moves and then hits the side of your skull from the inside. This helmet actually has a system built in that helps cushion some of that and take some of that momentum of your brain away so that when it does that, your brain doesn't hit the inside of your skull and get bruised that way. And it's the first one in the United States to come out with that technology. So it's being distributed by Back on Track. There was a lot of interest on the auditor page about it. You have to call Back on Track at this point to order it. Um, it will be on their website next week. So there's not even any pictures yet. They just got it in here and approved. Uh, but it was I, we got to see the inside, the system that it's using to absorb the cushion, the the brain trauma, and it was really really interesting. I think it's gonna. I think eventually we're gonna see all the helmets with it. <clears throat> 
It sounds amazing. Yeah. I, I'm interested for sure. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, your daily winning. Well, it's, it's funny you played that because I wasn't going to do this as my daily Winnie, um, but I, I'm going to have to. So first of all, let me just go with the other ones. Victoria Spicer got married. Yay! Yay! Rory has an official daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Diane Brooks, Diane, our auditor, came over and rode with me and we rode for a couple hours. She's so amazing. She's Canadian. So she's, of course, she's nice. I knew she would be nice because she's Canadian. She was just down for um, a visit to the area. She's, yeah, she's camping out at the, the, the park. It's kind of very close to me. So she said she was going to be at the White Tank Park. I was like, oh my God, you're like two minutes from me. So she came over. Um, she came over on, let's see, what's today? She came over Monday and to just to meet and meet up and my vet was here and you guys know Dr. Hendricks. And I was like, Oh, Dr. Hendricks is Canadian too. You guys must know each other. <laughs> and they didn't, they didn't know each other at all. Jeez, what's wrong with that? <laughs> so I was like, hey, y'all must know each other. You're both Canadian. Turns out they're from different places. Anyway. Um, so the point of all of this was Dr. Hendricks was out sewing up baby Zara. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, what happened? That little daily Winnie and <laughs> reminded me. Baby Zara ha- now, um, now we call her Harry Potter. <laughs> She's Harry Potter. She has now. a head wound. She's got a head wound. It is impressive, and I don't know how she did it. I've looked everywhere. They never tell you where they get cuts, and and she just cut like straight down. Oh, I was so terrified she was gonna have to shave off her forelock. It wasn't she didn't have a to... Z like Harry Potter's. It wasn't a Z. It's like it's pretty much a slash down right down the middle of her face. Goes through her little star and uh, 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 underneath her forelock. And I was so afraid they were gonna have to shave it off. But she, I was like, please don't shave off the forelock. She's like, I'll do my best. <laughs> How <laughs> so, many stitches? Did it shave around? Um, well, it, the problem is it, it um it had already dried up pretty uh, fairly because it happened, of course, on <laughs> Sunday, and my vet was out of town and couldn't get there, and the bleeding had stopped. So I just kind of put some pressure on it, and so she she said to to be able to stitch it, she'd have to like shred the the sides of it, you know, and really yeah. get it angry again. So uh, she didn't do that. We just clipped around it and scrubbed it and cleaned it. And poor little baby Zara looks like Is she Harry wearing a big bandage on, bandage on her head now? She's like, if you could get a um, fly mask for it, that would be great. Oh, I yeah, put a fly yeah. mask on and it goes right under, like the, the only exposed area of the fly mask is right around the cut. Uh, <laughs> I was like, so we got to order like a blousing head thing. How, and, how was uh, she for the vet standing there and ever doing all that stuff? Sedated like crazy. <laughs> How was she? Well, that works. She was such an angel, Glenn. I'm telling you, she didn't move a muscle. It was amazing. <laughs> Funny how she those was shots so were great. <laughs> you know, she even kept her head really low. <laughs> are you are you getting better with her? Are you working with her? I mean, is she getting better? I've decided I'm not doing anything with her until I get back from Monty's. I swear, I, I, you know, the last time I was heading to Monty's, well, two times ago for my exams, I broke my foot and I couldn't go. So I'm like paranoid. <laughs> so you're not doing I'm anything with any horses myself. right now? Just uh, No, I'm like, hi, Diane, ride my horse. <laughs> I can't ride. I can't do anything. I actually told my client, I was like, I'm not riding your horse till I get back. Sorry. <laughs> so you took, uh, you took Auditor Diane on a ride? 
I did. I did. Um, so she wanted to ride a Mustang. And um, so I and I needed to ride Precious Magic Gallop Jennings. And I wasn't going to do that to her. I, she seems like a nice person. So I wasn't going to put her on the pony. So I let her ride Zeus. And we went around the neighborhood and went to the arena. And she's actually um, she can ride that horse anytime. Y'all if Diane comes to your house. She's really good. She's a really nice rider. So she actually did me a little favor there. <laughs> well, God, it's so fun when when we when listeners stop by. Oh yeah, it was great. And 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 her husband, they're leaving. He goes, "We've never met a real radio star." And I go, "Good, because you still have." So you still have it. <laughs> I'll look for one for you. <laughs> Let me know if you see one though, because I'd like to read them. <laughs> and um, now I did get a. I had a, I had a really lovely weekend, by the way, taking a couple students to horse shows. Remember, I told you I was going to go to a dressage show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is how eventers do dressage shows. Okay. So, um, I was doing the eventing test of choice, which they put me at the very end of the day. So my students were riding in the morning, Thor, uh, and my student Alicia, and then Larissa and Duke were going and they were going like nine. And I, my tests were like one forty-five, And I thought, I am not sitting outside in the sun at a dressage show. For like hours extra to do a dressage test. If I had to jump, it'd be one thing. So I did, I scratched. I was like, I'm not doing this. Chad's like, did you pay for it? I'm like, it was cheap. <laughs> totally worth it. <laughs> totally worth not going. Um, but my students went and both of them, Thor and Duke, both got a blue ribbon. Yay. It was amazing. One Yay. did intro level and, the, and, and Thor did... Uh, uh, training level test one and two and got a first and the second and Larissa did intro one and two and got a first and the second. So well, it was awesome. Yay. Good for and them. So I, somebody asked me how, how do uh, they didn't remember me ever talking about Duke? Well, why don't we talk about that later? Why don't we get to that? Okay. We, I know the Ooh. listener asked you how you got Duke and kind of, I don't even remember. We've been through so many horses with you. I'm trying to remember. How you got Duke. I remember <laughs> I've had him a long time though. I know. I was probably back when the show started seven years ago, but our guest is ready. All right. Well, this week's health segment is brought to you by Purina Mills. Greatness never ages. So help your senior horses live their best lives with Purina Equine Senior Horse Feed. It has active age, a prop proprietary prebiotic proven through years of research to support a senior horse's aging immune system. To learn more, visit purinamills.com backslash equine senior. Glenn, did you write that? I, there did should you never try to mess be me three. No, I didn't actually. There should never be three P words in a row. That's should not <laughs> three be allowed. Long P words. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to welcome Dr. Stephen Reed from uh, Root and Riddle. Good morning, Dr. Reed. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. And you... happy to be here and hope I don't have to do three P words in a row. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. We might throw something at you. Are you guys covered up in snow right now in Lexington? It's cold, but no snow. Oh, man. So we're lucky. That is good. That's good. So we're going to talk a little bit today about a lameness um, and neurologic lameness versus just general lameness. And um, you're kind of the expert on this. So tell me, is my horse neurologic or is my horse lame? Yeah. And that's always a challenge. <laughs> uh, sometimes trying to sort out, you know, the difference between lameness and there are some neurologic problems that we have now recognized uh, that can cause, you know, consistent uh, mistakes that that make it more difficult to sort out from a lameness. 
Uh, and, mm-hmm. you know, by that, what I'm referring to is that most horses with a lameness will make the same mistake over and over, whereas a horse with a neurologic problem will make a lot of inconsistent mistakes. So there'll be different mistakes uh, frequently. Okay. Okay, so a horse with an abscess is going to, every time it steps on that right front, uh, try to be non-weight-bearing on that or or lame on that foot. But you're saying a horse that maybe has neurologic tendencies may not limp the same every step? Absolutely. And so uh, many times, uh, you know, when we're talking amongst ourselves here, we'll say, You know, if a horse is regularly irregular, we're looking more likely for a musculoskeletal or lameness issue. And if it's irregularly irregular, then we're looking for a neurologic problem. So you're exactly correct in the way you described that. Okay. So how on earth are you going to diagnose it then? So the most critical thing that we do to sort out a neurologic problem is the exam. No doubt that's uh, similar for uh, for our lameness, uh, although when you're doing a lameness exam, some of the other ancillary things that you'll be able to do, like um, regional uh, limb blocks or sort of nerve blocks, trying to, to identify a particular area, say that horse that you described with the sole abscess, if you block the foot off, then uh, it can't feel that and it may be able to walk normal. And now you know that you've identified the uh you know, the source of the lameness, or at least Mm -hmm. the localization. You may not have the exact answer. Uh, From my point of view, doing the neurologic exam, uh, that's going to be the most critical thing. So watching that horse uh, walk, and we usually start with them uh, walking in just straight lines. Uh, We walk them in circles, maybe walk them in a serpentine, up and down small hills. So there are a number of things that we can do to try to get an awareness of whether that horse knows where its feet are. Okay. So if it has a bit of a neurologic um, component to the lameness, they would not, would, would, would they trip? Is that one of the signs it, or is it falling over? I mean, how, how varying can the degrees of this be? That's a, a re- really good, and I guess I stopped a little bit too uh, abruptly, maybe. But the the variability for the neurologic exam is going to be we're looking for uh, these things. So we're looking for weakness, ataxia, and then lack of joint flexion uh, or spasticity. Those are the things that I am usually looking for, and I try to identify those in each individual limb. And I try to give them a a severity score. So with all of that said, let me just uh, explain a little bit. So if I have a horse that's knuckling, stumbling, dropping, or dragging a toe, I'm going to define that as weak. Um, I can't tell you exactly whether the horse is doing those things because it's uncertain of where it's a foot is or whether it's truly weak. But for me, if I define everything the same way each time, then I'll be consistent. Um, For ataxia, that's abnormal uh, landing with the limb, uh, abnormal swaying of a limb in the air, so a wide outward uh, sway when it turns into a circle or puts a leg too far under, too far over. Or another thing that's a, a sign of often a sign of ataxia is some horses will pace. In particular, they'll do that when you elevate their head. 
and then uh, and then horses that are sort of a, have an exaggerated um, motion, uh, kind of an excessive um, continued follow through with a with a normal action. Uh, we might describe that as a dysmetria or hypermetria, or sometimes we'll call them spastic. Uh, an example of that would be uh, a horse that has shivers, where they pick up a hind leg and it just seems to tremble up in the air and then snaps down, or a horse with string halt. Okay. Um, maybe I'll let you ask another question because I might have too much in there. Oh my gosh, you're doing amazing. This is such great information. Um, so what are some of the most common types of neurologic problems? I know you're an expert on the wobbler syndrome and EPM. Are those kind of the two big ones or what, what else, what are we looking at? The, those would be the top two, the cervical vertebral stenosis or what we usually define as a true wobbler would be uh, probably the most common thing that I see. We see that most often in thoroughbreds, followed by uh, warm bloods, followed by Tennessee walking horses. So those are the three most common breeds, but you can see it in all breeds. So it, it's not, it's just those are the three most common. EPM would be the second most common neurologic problem that we see, and uh, that was caused by two uh, protozoal infections. Uh, one is called sarcocystis neurona, and that one has as its definitive host the possum. So uh, horses that get EPM are going to have to live in an area where they have possums mm -hmm. so that they can be exposed to the organism. Those would be the top two. Now, you asked me what would be the other ones. Well, equine herpes, myeloencephalopathy. So now what that is is a, is a stroke-like sign secondary to vascular blood vessel damage from the herpes virus. So equine herpes virus one can sometimes cause damage to the uh, to the nervous system and and lead to stroke-like signs. And in those horses, they can present. Uh, they they don't necessarily have head signs. They can have uh, loss of ability to urinate or defecate. They can have poor tail tone get weak behind, and, and so that was be the equine herpes virus. And and we see that. That's a big problem lately at both at racetracks and on showgrounds. And then there are some degenerative conditions, in particular one that we def describe as equine degenerative myelopathy. So that's a, uh, a problem that affects um, – awareness tracks, tracks that tell the horse where its feet are in space. And that seems to be related to a deficiency of vitamin E. Mm, wow. So those would be the four big ones. Uh, and, um, and I don't want to occupy all the time <laughs> with one or two diseases because we could fill up this whole time with any one of those problems. Absolutely. Uh, and that's, I, I was going to tell you that the three P's that I said before, you've far surpassed difficulty in things you've said. <laughs> so, um, I guess my, you know, I mean, gosh, I just want to, I want to have you back and talk about each one of these individually. I want to talk about wobbler syndrome and, and for those who don't know what that is and, and, and learn a little bit more about that and EPM. And I know you've talked a little bit of, uh, in, in your, uh, in your past about the spinal cord trauma and, things like that. I would love to have you back on, but I guess in the time that we have available, what, because as a horse owner, 
listening to you talk, I panic. I freak out. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, well, my horse has got 17,000 ways to kill himself. So what is a, is there a preventative measure for any of this or is it just good luck? No, I think that there's a, you know, there's a, um, sort of a preventative for some of the things. The equine degenerative myelopathy that I talked about, um, that tends to have a familial tendency. And so there are certain lines that we're seeing. The folks at University of California at Davis are doing a lot of work in looking at the genetic role uh, in quarter horses of the degenerative myelopathy. So in that situation, and, and what they may inherit there is a need for a higher level of vitamin E. Uh, again, it's not that simple and it's not yet worked out, but again, keeping, um, you know, adequate levels of vitamin E in the diet is something that I recommend for any horse with a neurologic problem. As far as EPM goes, if you can prevent exposure of uh, your horse to those, um, uh, the droppings of a possum, and of course, how are you going to do that? We, we see possums in states that have it. They're everywhere. And, um, but, but as long as you use very, very good, normal hygiene, keeping things neat and clean, um, you know, making sure that if there are any, uh, you know, uh, animals that have died in the area that you get rid of those. Um, you know, one little thing that seems to be a preventative in with EBM is uh, we see possums live on forest edges. So horses that are have access to drink water that's the same place where the wildlife might drink seem like they have a little higher incidence. As far as, you know, what might prevent true wobblers, well, again, you know, there's a little bit of a familial tendency in that, so keeping an eye on your breeding. But the other thing is it's a developmental problem, so having all the proper nutrients to allow uh, bone to form in a normal way is going to be a really, really helpful thing. And uh, then uh, trying to not let the horses grow too rapidly, too fast and too big a size. So attention to how, how you do those things. So, and then certainly for the equine herpes, myeloencephalopathy, while there is not a vaccine that we can guarantee will prevent that, certainly the, uh, keeping your horse well vaccinated is an important thing. So I covered a lot there in that, uh, one minute or so. That was fantastic. Okay. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, Dr. Reed, thank you so much for joining us. Like I said, I'd love to have you back on and uh, we'll, we'll get the producers in touch with you because this has been just so fascinating. So thank you so much for coming on and, and talking about, to us. And, uh, and we just are, uh, really appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate being asked. <laughs> Talk to you again soon, hopefully. All righty. Bye-bye. Right, and by the way, he works with uh, Rude and Riddle. You can find them at rudeandriddle.com is where you find them. Like anybody doesn't know, but for the two yeah, people exactly. that don't. You but, stay Rude and Riddle. Everybody yeah. knows what you're talking about. <laughs> this health segment was brought to you by Purina Mills. If, it, if you were listening to this program, it's obviously you love your horses. And let's be honest, our older horses hold a really special place in our hearts. That's why we want to do everything we can to keep our old companions around as long as possible and living their best lives. Well, our Friends at Purina get this, which is why they've developed Purina Equine Senior Horse Feed with Active Age. Here we go. A proprietary pre-bri... Pre-bri... <laughs> 
say it. A proprietary Why do you think I make this your color? <laughs> proven through years of research to support a senior horse's aging immune system because when it comes to our horses, greatness never ages. To learn more, visit purinamills.com backslash equine senior. Proprietary prebiotic proven. All right, Jimmy, your turn. You try it. Proprietary prebiotic proven. I did it. Yeah. Proprietary prebiotic proven. Ha ha. Right. <laughs> Y'all are doing the ads from now on then. Suck it. <laughs> Let's talk about horse lovers. I got to see them. Uh, they were out there buying new stuff at the show at Ada. They were wandering around. I ran into them a couple of times. My God, what a fun job that would be. The buyer for horse lovers. Oh, my God. Yes. Any of the buyers for big companies. I actually, when I worked in, when I worked in retail for a while, we got to do that. And it was kind of fun to go in there and just... And, but the problem is it, you have to make decisions because you can't... Well, I think horse lovers does carry about it, everything. But you know, we had our store. We couldn't carry everything. So you have to make those tough decisions. What are you going to carry? What's going to sell? And you're kind of guessing, right? Uh, but, you know, they don't have to. Not at they, horse lovers. No, they're they, like, we'll take... Everything. <laughs> like right now in their deal of the day, which has seven hours left from the time we record this, Noble Outfitters premium breeches with free socks and free shipping. So if you want to breeches from Noble Outfitters, they have a lot of uh, Noble Outfitters came out with a lot of new clothing. I noticed again wait, wait, too. Wait. Are these the magic socks? Uh, yes, they're probably, that, like that's the magic socks. Yes, and free shipping. I'm in. But. They also have a Da Vinci over on their, uh, if you take a look at the flash sale, which only has two hours left, so if you're listening live, check it out. They have the Noble Outfitters Legacy Coat marked down from $119 to $109. They also have the Da Vinci Plain Raised Padded Event Dressage Combo Bridle for $53. So, you know, you got to keep an eye on the various uh, things that are on sale, the various flash sales and deals of the day. As well as just your normal products, you're going to find them at terrific prices. Head on over to horselovers.com right now. And I noticed that they have the uh, lowest free shipping yet. Good on $59 on U.S. orders, $159 Canadian gets you free shipping right now as well. Outback. Also, Outback was there. My friend Winter, 65% off of some of the Outback products. If you're into Western or you like your oil skin coat, check that out at horselovers.com as well. Jennifer brought you something. She walked, she ran around that place looking for that list you sent her. She was dedicated. <laughs> she kept coming back saying, I can't find it. But I guess she found you a bridal. So. Uh, Good. She's going to say and and I hope she didn't spend a lot because it is for precious magic elephant Jennings, and I uh, definitely I cob size bridal for her, but I needed a cob size five way breastplate for for Zeus. <sighs> we but determined they didn't, didn't have that. those. <laughs> yeah. Like, if anybody knows where you can get one, to let Jamie know because uh, she looked all over the place for that. All right, Jemmy. Who did we pick for the Pegasus Cup that was held on Saturday? What let was our me picks? start. Let me let me yeah. re re let everybody know that we did we we did we picked for second place. Yes. We actually talked about how we could not pick. Though I was like, nobody gets to pick Gunrunner because he's obviously going to win. So everybody's picking second place. So who who did we pick for second place? All right, for second place. Jamie picked Stellar Wind. Uh, Glenn had his eye on Fear the Cowboy. And I was all in on Gunavera. All right, let's hear what happened. Happy do. Yeah. 
and they're off in the Pegasus World Cup. Beautiful beginning for Gunrunner and Florent Giroux racing no time. He's going to use some of his speed to get position, but Mike Smith has beaten to the Jimmy. punch. Has collected, moves to the rail, and moves to the lead. It's collected in front. Gunrunner gets the spot he wants. He's second in the two path with West Coast at the inside third. Followed fourth by Giant Expectation. Sharp Aztec is a bit keen. Angled three wide while racing in fifth. It's two back to Toast of New York, mid flight and five lengths off the pace setter. Then comes War Story and Gunavera. Seeking the Soul is next, followed by Stellar Wind and Fear the Cowboy, and Singing Bullet is last of the 12. Hey, I wasn't last. Into the backstretch. The opening quarter, 23 and 2. <laughs> Down the backstretch they go. Collected has the lead. Horse of the Year, Gunrunner, latched onto him well. Second from Giant Expectations in third. West Coast is at the inside. Fourth, a length better than Sharp Azteca. Fifth, then Toast of New York. Sixth, and about five lengths off the lead. Two in front of Seeking the Soul, who improves inside of War Story. Then Gunavera and Stellar Wind. Fear the Cowboy, given the green light to try to make some ground. And Singing Bullet is still last <laughs> as they swing around the far like turn. <laughs> 46 and 3 for the opening half mile. Slowly but surely, Gunrunner turns up the pressure, and there he goes. Gunrunner at the three furlong point now takes the lead. Collected is all in. West Coast working into the clear now, and the Travers winner is going to try to get to the Breeders' Cup winner as they go to the quarter mile pole. Giant Expectations is scrubbed on by Gary Stevens with Sharp Azteca wide. It's a less than a quarter of a mile to go. Three quarters, 110 and 1, and they're at the top of the stretch. Gunrunner. Set down for the drive by Florent Giroux. He leads by two. West Coast, the only one with the chance. He's second. Well clear of the others. A battle on for third with Fear the Cowboy coming on. Gunrunner needs another 16th. Oh. It's Gunrunner in front. He'll go out a winner. He's the horse of the year. And he's Gunrunner with an unforgettable performance in the Pegasus World Cup. He won by two over West Coast second. The local horses did well. Gunavera got third. Fear the Cowboy was fourth. Oh, Gunavera <laughs> third. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Jimmy, uh, the highest next, the, the highest place loser. <laughs> Jimmy, the highest place loser at third. Gunavera, fourth was Fear the Cowboy, and Stellar Wind came in at place. place. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is I am the highest placed winner on this side of the microphone. Well, on this side of the show. You know what I mean? <laughs> on this show. <laughs> well done for a girl that knows Thank nothing you. about horses. Well done. Nothing whatsoever. Beginner's, beginner's <laughs> luck. You picked it to, you know, come in second and it got third. And so you beginner's luck. That's how they suck you in, Jimmy. And then you go to the track <laughs> exactly. and the person who knows nothing about horses p- bets and picks the winner. <laughs> and then you're stuck gambling for the rest of your life, chasing the victory. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'm only just... if I survive like all the hot dogs and popcorn that gets thrown at me from all the losers. <laughs> <They really laughs> hate me. Have you ever been to a race, Jimmy? Nope. <laughs> well, we're going to have to fix that. Yeah, we're going to have to fix that. We're going to have to take her to the track. Well, uh, now, now, so Gunrunner, obviously Gunrunner won, and he kind of gave it away during the race there because also the Eclipse Awards happened last week, and we haven't had a chance to talk about those. I know, I know, and and we'll get to to him. But I just wanted to shout out. Um, I was so excited that the champion female turf horse was Lady Eli, and we talk, we've talked about Lady Eli because she had laminitis at three, and came back from laminitis and as uh, was the champion female turf horse this year. She's just absolutely amazing last year, uh, and just 
I just love her. I mean, you, everybody loves a comeback story. So Lady Eli, what, what? Um, and then we had the, let's see, going down and trying to see who Outstanding guys. jockey, you'll be happy to know, was Jose Ortiz um, over Mike Jose Smith. Jose Ortiz and Ortiz. Mike Smith Yay! came in, did not win. He was the second place loser. <laughs> Thought you'd be happy to know that. <laughs> <laughs> and this was awesome. Outstanding trainer of the year. My total crush, Chad Brown, was yeah, the winner. I would be happy with that, too. <laughs> Beat out Steve Asmussen and Bob Baffert, so that was pretty awesome. Um, older dirt female horse was champion forever unbridled. Older dirt male horse, guess who? Gun runner. Yeah, champion three-year-old filly was Abel Tasman. She's the one that obviously uh, won the Kentucky Oaks this year. Uh, and then we had champion three-year-old male was West Coast. And he didn't do any of the Triple Crown races, but he came on later in the year. He's just amazing. Um, champion two-year-old male. Hopefully you'll see him in the uh, coming up races. Uh, Good Magic is the name of the champion Look two-year-old that male. As a Kentucky Derby horse. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Kentucky Derby and Horse of the Year Gun Runner. What? And I mean, what a way to go out. So he was going to be retired directly after the Pegasus. And he's actually, they already have mares booked to him. So he is heading off to the breeding shed. What did that put his winnings at? It's got to oh, be up there now with that win. About to have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't believe how much more. I remember last year, the purse was $12 million. It was $16 million this year. And was That's that amazing. winner take all? Is that how that one no, worked? No, no, okay. there was. I mean, it's gambling, but they still uh, like the first five still got their money back. Okay, yeah. Well, good for him. I mean, that had to put him. I think he was at nine million anyway, wasn't he? So that had to put him fourteen, fifteen million. I have 18, to look that up. I think they got nine, and yeah, yeah nine or seven million to the winner. That's it. Well, I think. we'll look it up and see what his numbers are at now. But congratulations to Gunrunner and to all the winners over there. I noticed that uh, in rookie rookie jockey, uh, first year jockeys, apprentice jockeys, there was a female uh, that was one of the finalists this year too, Katie Clausen. So always glad to see that. Girl power. Always glad to see that. Now, let's answer the question from the listener from before, before we go on to a new segment we're going to do, and that was, here's your friendly reminder to tell us about how Duke came into your life. And I I don't know which listener put that in there, but um, can't wait to hear it. So, the Duke is a horse that we bought, uh, gosh, it's been six years now, and as you guys have probably heard in the past, I have massively terrible luck going horse shopping. <laughs> like, and I was on a roll while I was horse shopping for the Duke. Um, I went to a place where they sent me a video of a horse and I got there and it was not the same horse. I got to one place where I had seen video of the horse jumping and I get on the horse and I jump it and it tries to buck me off like massively bucked me off afterwards. I mean, it's just like one bad thing after another. And I would come in and talk to you on the show about it. And then, um, y'all would make fun of me and laugh at me. Um, <laughs> it's our job. Cause you're so super supportive. <laughs> and, um, but thank God somebody out there cared. And her name is Betty Faye. And she is a listener that lives oh, in Colorado. That's right. I totally forgot this story. Yes. Yeah. So Betty said, uh, she, you and message me can i give you a call about a horse i have for sale and you know you're like okay sure um and so i called her and she's like 
I have the exact horse you're looking for. I was looking for a horse that I could use in lessons that also Chad could trail ride. Husband horse, lesson horse, unicorn. Okay. And so I I, I was like, oh, Those are yeah. the hardest ones to find. Oh, like, gosh. Yeah. Well, because if you have one, nobody's going to let it go. Yeah, nobody wants to sell that one, especially if you have no. a lesson program of any kind. You're not getting rid of that horse. Exactly. And age really didn't matter to me. So uh, she said he was 17. And I said, uh, you know, they're 12, 12 hours away. And so um, sent me some video, just tons of video. Turns out he's a second level dressage horse and her husband's trail horse in Colorado. She showed me videos of him doing some dressage and then uh, opening gates. You know, and I, I, I was blown away. Uh, I was like, oh, he's perfect. I'll take him. <laughs> and she's like, you'll take, you haven't come and seen him yet. I'm like, he's fine. He's perfect. <laughs> Apparently later on, she was a little sketched out that I didn't want to come see him first. I was going to buy him sight unseen, which I did. <laughs> and, um, we had him shipped down here and that was, he's now 22 ish. I mean, it's all kind of a guess. And, um, he's like the greatest horse in the world and he has a home for life. And, listener betty faye is still a listener and she still likes me and i i said i tag her in videos and posts all the time and so that's how i i got the duke is um i bought him sight unseen from a listener i was like you know she's a listener at least i i could badmouth her on the show if he's a dud <laughs> <laughs> we went to uh when we went to colorado on vacation a couple of years ago betty faye met us and took jennifer on one of her horses out in, on in the rocky mountains for a ride for like an entire day they went out and had a great time so yeah she, and so that's what duke did and he is like a billy goat out on the trails i've taken him up to northern arizona trail riding and he i, I watch him with chad and oh my gosh like he he climbs a mountain like a goat sees the rock puts his foot right on the middle of it put it just it was incredible to watch him go out there and now i realize that once i heard what jennifer did that that was part of his existence you know daily and daily uh, life is- betty Fay had jennifer nervous a couple times she only get nervous too much on a horse but she, she, <laughs> <laughs> she had her nervous that's right times. i forgot she did that that's yeah. cool yeah it was yeah. So, so cool that was the first time she ever gotten to ride in serious mountains like you know rocky mountains obviously serious mountains um yeah so she got to ride in the mountains she thought that was so cool so thanks betty Fay. Yeah. Now you're going to have to do it. You guys are going to have to, instead of going up to northern Arizona sometime, you're going to have to go into Colorado and she'll take you out in the woods. I know. Well, you know, Chad and I are thinking, um, I'm going to need some days off, boss. We are thinking we're going to take, because he retires from the Air Force in March and he doesn't go back to the airlines till May. So we're thinking of doing just a massive road trip in April and driving. We want to just hit like... All of the places in Arizona and Colorado and Utah, all the parks, and do everything kind of outdoorsy oh, and just cool. like, you know, Vegas vacation. At our, I'm sorry. Uh, Can you get the kid out of scores? The kid staying behind. <laughs> you kidding me? He's four. <laughs> get in the <laughs> That's car. True. <laughs> That's true. I forgot he's not. I keep thinking he's in kindergarten, but he's not yet. No, he's in pre-K, and we pay for it. So you know what? My kid <laughs> right. coming out. That's right. <laughs> He'll learn more pre-K. on the trip anyway. Who goes to preschool, <laughs> private preschool? My child. <laughs> God. All and right. Let's... It turns out, just so you know, it is a religious private preschool, and my son is very confused on who Cheeses is. <laughs> he's like, he starts talking one day about Cheeses. And I'm like, who is Cheeses? What are you talking about? Cheeses? And he goes, Mama. There's two, cheeses and God. 
I was like, God, we got to start praying at home. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Debbie, I have to know because you got one that's just a little bit older. Was there ever a cheeses uh, phase? You know, no, actually, he got it pretty quick. He always knew it as Jesus Christ. I think that's why, because I always said the full Jesus Christ around <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, so but you're not supposed to go, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> that's not how you're supposed well, to. Well, I didn't say I said it as a curse. Like, I just, <laughs> talking about him, I said Jesus Christ. I probably should talk more about Jesus at home. <laughs> Trust me, when I want to curse Jamie, I, I it's nothing but the hard oh, stuff. Oh, I've heard her child. curse <laughs> before. I've heard her curse before. But she's usually pretty careful around her son. So. Usually. <laughs> Being the operative word. See, my my child would hear if you said Jesus Christ, he'd go cheeses and rice. Right, <laughs> cheese and rice. <laughs> I, that I do say, cheese and rice. <laughs> All right, you got a new segment you want to do, right? I do, I do. This is so fun, and it was suggested by a listener, and I've, I I I had to stop because it's just too easy. It's too easy. And so here is the title of the segment. Glenn, go for it. Uh, uh, okay. And now it's time for bad advice for horse people from horse people. <laughs> he was in bed last night. I'm like, wake up. Let's hear that again. Let's hear that again. And now it's time for bad advice for horse people from horse people. I think we have a new voiceover guy. I know. I told him like, after this, I was like, you could make so much money, Chad. So that's my husband in bed. The last I think he'd probably sleeping. make more flying airplanes, actually, to be honest. I'm like, wake up. Read this. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> All right. So this is sadly an absolute goldmine. And if you tend to agree with the advice given, just, um, well... Just know that that's the name of the segment. Okay. <laughs> so here it is from the gold mine of bad advice. OTT begin. In our OTT opinion. Connect. Oh, there's no, there's no. I haven't uh, heard these yet. Cannot, so I have to throw out disclaimers. The owner of the company, in our opinion. In our your opinion. Your opinion may differ. OTT And Jemmy doesn't have an opinion because she's not going to understand any of this. So. Oh, none whatsoever. Uh, okay. <laughs> Here, I'll just go for it. Jamie's right. <laughs> That's my opinion. <laughs> that, a, that a girl. Just know that a girl. Go stick together. Um, so so uh, it's a picture posted of a horse, a bay horse, and he has a red circle like they inked over the picture, you know, a circle around like his lower flank area, his belly. And there was like 427 comments and I, I, I finally had to stop reading them and I just picked out a couple of the comments. So you got the picture in your mind. My OTTB is like very sensitive in the area. I circled red. Anytime I go brush or even move my hand by that area, she will swish her tail, lift that back leg to almost kick me. She will also turn her head to me and almost nip me. I started her on aloe vera juice because I'm thinking it could be ulcers. Anyone else have this issue? This area has been sensitive for a while and she hasn't had any trauma or injury to this area. Any thoughts on what this could be would be very helpful. So, um, I, again, there's like 427 comments. I'm just going to give you a couple. 
I, and I, I don't know if I should read the first name of the commenter. No, let's just not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Comment number one. My TB doesn't much like her belly touched at all, but she's also cinchy. And then somebody replied to that. If she's cinchy, I would think that she has stomach ulcers and a Miprazole will help with that. And she wrote back, it's just the way she is. She doesn't have ulcers. Not everything is a medical issue. <laughs> Remember the ulcer thing we did last week? <laughs> yep. It's every, again, I had 427 comments. 400 of those were ulcers. Ulcers. So, uh, they're all next, people who work for Ulcer Guard. <laughs> this, this is really, this is good. This is um, the next person. That is where the stud will sniff when he's getting ready to mount her. So, Get her used to slowly being brushed in that area or simply tell her no when you get near the area so she learns there is no need for that behavior. That is what worked with all of my mares. That is where the stud... Oh, <laughs> I, I was going with... I didn't have any idea what she was talking about. Okay, now I, I got know. it. That's the point. <laughs> I was thinking spurs. Not, what was she talking about? I don't know. If it's not ulcer-related, try Cairo. Could have a rib out or muscle soreness. Next comment. My thoroughbred does that too. He just has really thin skin. The next comment. By the way, that's you know, what I thought first. It doesn't matter. The, it, the next comment. Um, it totally could be lady problems. <laughs> <laughs> next comment. Our mare does this. Very sensitive. It's a mare thing. However, I have started Chastberry and it's better. I'll what? post the link. What's that? I don't know. I have no idea. Um, if it's back end ulcers, it's not going to show up on a scope. So treat the horse and then find out what works best for them. Mine gets aloe vera, lemon bombs, and probiotics. And I do suggest putting her on a probiotic too, because it helped mine. What are lemon bombs? I don't know. <laughs> I just have this picture of throwing lemons at the horse. I don't okay, know. Next <laughs> Your horse totally has hind gut. They'll issues. smell good after. <laughs> you need pumpkin seeds, flax seeds, and rice bran. Oh, I've also heard that you take 20 and crush them up three to five times a day. That helps. 20 what? I don't know. <laughs> I'm so lost. <laughs> My mare was doing this also. Turned out I was probably giving her too much copper too fast. And she like went into season two weeks later and she's still in season now. And she's is she feeding happy. her horse pennies? What is she I doing? Don't <laughs> I don't know. Uh, one thing that my GP trainer helped me with was adding one cup of oat flour to each feeding because it coats the stomach and helps the ulcers heal naturally and will help but not heal 100%. So you still have to do your normal 30-day ulcer guard dosage as well as just maintain healthy tissue with the oat flour per feeding. That's a first. Pretty I sure never that's heard of oat flour. <laughs> I, I know. I hope the horse doesn't have out. a gluten intolerance. But get some adjustments, and there'll be no more sensitivity. Okay, and then final. You know what your horse needs? A massive raspberry leaf feeding. You can buy it in bulk. What? Your horse is going to need five cups of raspberry leaves or more a day initially. So do it for thirty days, and then maybe a cup a day maintenance oh jemmy can you please look up for me raspberry leaves they have to be damn expensive i can only imagine can, can look you look that, that up, up and see how much raspberry is that like leaves from the raspberry plant you know how much raspberries are in the store jamie I, the raspberries I, are hugely expensive 
Do you think it's a conspiracy by the raspberry leaf people to actually use, do something else with the rest of the plant because they don't charge us enough for the damn raspberries? Okay, so um, I'm looking at raspberry leaf tea. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> you have to like cut open the bags and like dump out the raspberry leaf. Just okay. look up, Jemmy, look up bulk raspberry leaves. Okay, organic bulk raspberry leaves um, for four ounces. Four ounces. How many cups is that? Not um, much. Four <laughs> ounces is six dollars and forty-eight cents. Oh, that's not it's bad. Like half a cup, isn't that? Isn't four <laughs> ounces half a cup? Yes. So, if you were going to give your horse five pounds of raspberry, five leaves pounds, a day, it said six. Oh my god, six times that's. Oh my god, that's like sixty dollars a day. <laughs> <laughs> a day for thirty days. Let's do that math. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of raspberry <laughs> leaves. <laughs> Who knew? Oh That's a first, raspberry leaves. That is a first. You know, horse people are never shy on advice, are are we? We're we're always really quick to jump in with advice. That is two thousand four hundred dollars a month in raspberry leaves. <laughs> Okay, we have to ask Dr. Plus, Wendy about raspberry leaves. Plus right. the 30 days of Ulcer Guard, which is another 1400 <laughs> so, Yeah, Ulcer Guard's like the most expensive stuff in the world, isn't it? <clears throat> that's $3,800 to treat your horse's belly for one month. <laughs> when you're not even sure that's what it is, he could just be sensitive to brushes in his belly. So he's ticklish. Could be the horse is just ticklish. Oh my gosh, that's a fantastic segment. I am super happy that we decided. <laughs> Raspberry to do that leaves. Thing. I got to ask Dr. Wendy about that now. Well, I'm sure that there's a lot of um I, I again, there's a lot more people that know more stuff than I do, but taking advice on the the point of this is you are a random stranger doling out medical advice to a random stranger. For horse people, by horse people. There you go. You're welcome. Play the sound again. <laughs> you just want to hear Chad. And now it's time for bad advice for horse people from horse people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got a chance. There was one, one product that I missed playing on Monday's show, and I wanted to highlight it. It is a product called Sterling Essentials, and they were really nice people. Hold and on. actually, they're done. Just so you know, four ounces is one fourth of a pound. <laughs> We're like six grand <laughs> raspberry leaves. At this and I'm, I've got a text during this uh, recording. I'm going to text Dr. Wendy and find out if raspberry leaves are a thing. Um, so she'll know. But uh, I got a chance to catch up with Sterling Essentials while we were at Ada and uh, find out about their products. And they're actually going to donate some for prizes to us. So let's hear about that. And then we'll come back. And then Sally from Heels Down Magazine is coming up. And of course, the book, Opium Equation, Chapter 18. And apparently, this chapter is going to challenge jamie's appalachian oh, accent let's just say that so i'm here with teal from sterling essentials and i heard you talk a little bit earlier about your pro your leather care products and i really like the story behind it so how did you start leather care well, you're a horse girl first yes i'm yeah. a, horse, a horse what do you girl. do so i'm really in the hunter jumpers yeah. and equitation right now and the horse I had a few years ago um, had an injury, so he got laid up for a year, and I had to put my saddle in storage, and I live in the Portland, Oregon area, super rainy, wet, moldy, gross, and I thought, okay, We live in Florida, kind of get it. Same thing, yeah. right? 
um, common problem. And I thought, how am I going to keep my saddle nice? It's expensive and I don't want it to get all moldy. Um, so that put an idea in my mind of, okay, can I come up with some product that will help me prevent mold? And then at the same time as I was thinking on that idea, I got a second horse that was really, really sensitive. And he would get hives in his girth area. He was super sensitive around his bridle from the leather and the products I was using to care for it. So I thought, "Uh uh-oh, I need something that is a gentle product that isn't harming my horse. And this little kernel kind of was born. So I started doing some research on natural products, essential oils, other ingredients that would be really gentle. And so I ultimately hit on essential oils as being the answer to a natural solution to prevent mold and mildew. There's a lot of clinical trials out there that show these oils really do the trick and can fight the fungus and the mold. And so I thought, okay, that's what I'm going to use. I'm going to put it in my products. And so taking that, coupling it with other natural ingredients like beeswax and other natural oils, it really bloomed into then this particular product that my horses love the smell of, it was so gentle on them. Any residue But does it that clean left, leather? It cleans leather. Oh, that's what, yeah. That's important. It is the key for a leather thing. It's cleaner. still effective, even with all these other nifty ideas I came up with. And so, so what? There's a lot of leather cleaners out there. Yeah. What would you say? Why yours? If they're looking at a shelf, and and we have Sterling Essentials on there, we have a bunch of the others. Why pick yours? Right. Well, I think it just ticks every box that folks are looking for. It doesn't skip a beat. It has the science behind it with pH balance match to leather to make sure there's no harsh reaction or damage. It's natural. It smells good. Horses like it. It's gentle. And it does the trick. So it really covers every base out there. We have a lot of Western listeners, and one of the things they have to deal with is tooled leather. Mm. And I liked what you demonstrated earlier, because you can actually spray this directly on the leather, right? Yes, you can spray it right on, and it's got this fine mist that you can spray right on a tooled saddle, and then take a cloth and wipe it right off, and there will be nothing And it gets all the nooks and crannies. All the nooks and crannies, yeah. See, that's something you don't see very often, which is why I kind (laughs) of like that. And I like the fine mist idea, because I've... Well, I've had other leather cleaners that come out glop, big right, glops. Big yeah. Globs and yeah. gloops. Yeah. 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 Nobody wants gloops. Nope. <laughs> no, no gloops. It's like the blob. So it comes in what what forms? So there's a, a liquid spray cleaner, and then there's a beeswax balm conditioner that's kind of a more solid conditioner. And um, yeah, just the two products basically, but in three different fragrances a lavender, a eucalyptus, and a floral citrus. And then if you're looking for something to test drive, we've also created then just a smaller size that's a two-ounce size in the lavender, which is pretty pretty fun and handy if you're traveling or need to throw it in a tack truck. Where can people buy it? We can buy it anywhere, really, anymore. We're in um, over 60 stores nationwide in 22 states. We're also online with our website, sterling-essentials.com, and very easily available. Sterling-essentials.com. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. Teal. Oh, thank and by the you. way, that's the best name ever, Teal. <laughs> I too. love it. <laughs> Appreciate it. Perfect. Well, apparently your segment uh, did very well because Rachel already posted, I'm dying at the new segment on Hit'em, sitting in my cubicle, <laughs> laughing out loud. I hope most of these comments are by trolls. I don't know. Uh, I don't know the definition of a troll versus the definition of somebody just being a pain in the butt <laughs> or like, I mean, somebody you ask for advice off the internet. What are you expecting? Let's be honest. 
That's I'm funny. Glad she likes it. It's kind of fun for me too. <laughs> well, we had a, I had a chance while at uh, Ada to catch up in person with Sally, who of course is from Heels Down Magazine. They come on twice a month here and do an update. But I got to also chat with Sally a little bit about her impressions at Ada and what you know what she thought over there, as well as what's coming up in Heels Down. And we had we had a fun little chat. So let's listen to that. And we're coming back. We'll have the book for you in a few minutes. But first, Sally from Heels Down Magazine. So we have our segment today, but it is recorded because I'm seeing Sally in person. For the first time in like, what, once a year we get to see Once a year, that's right. (laughs) And Sally, of course, is from Heels Down Magazine doing our Heels Down segment here on Wednesday morning. And we get to do it in person at the Ada Trade Show. And you've been here many, many times, right? Yeah, this is my, let's see, it's like fourth time, I think. I don't know. I can't remember. Do you ever shop? I do, yeah, and I honestly, it's so funny because sometimes my friends will be like, hey, so you know there's like cash and carry, like can you bring me stuff? I'm like, I only have so much space in my bag, people. Yeah, like, we got to fly. Yeah, I'm need some commission on top okay, of this. Okay, so we so. had to tell a secret. We had to stop at Target this morning and get that big bag, uh-huh. that big duffel bag yep. to carry all the crap. Yep. That all the crap. <laughs> yeah, that's right, that Jennifer has picked up. Yeah, well, it's funny because like so many people do their shopping here, which, I mean, why would you not? Because it's, it's you know, kind of cash and carry, and if you get to at wholesale here, price. at wholesale yeah. price, yeah, so, you know, Colleen Rutledge was here yesterday and she said she's coming back tomorrow because she comes and shops for the year basically and buys all of her things so it's it's smart and if you're a writer you know I think it's smart because a lot of these writers will come well a few of these writers will come and they'll pick up a couple new sponsors you know because they just sit here and network and they walk around and meet people and you know if you are a writer listening in any English discipline or even a couple Western disciplines um, you know I would recommend trying to come up here in August or January because you never know who you're gonna meet Um, so I think it's smart do you ride I do well I I sold my horse over the summer Um, so I did I was eventing for a while with him and then sold him and now I'm kind of focusing on work and hopefully I have a really good friend in Missouri who I bought my last horse from she's very good at picking out horses off the track and then starting them so I think I could start one but I'd probably screw it up so if I (laughs) when I do buy another one I'll probably have her find one because she knows what I like start it and then ship it out here and it's cheaper because she lives in Missouri not California so right right Well, that's good. So you moved the, the, the last one along to a good... Yeah, good... I moved him up to training level um, last spring. So that was actually my first training level and his. So that was kind of cool because we got to do it together. And um, I had worked with Holly Bennett for the last year before that. So she was great and really helped me get my riding on track. You had a lower level coach. Did have a lower level. I mean, I don't even think anybody knows who <laughs> knows she is. Knows who she is, yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, no name. Type of girl, you know. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> So what have you seen at the show? What was your uh, reflections from this one? This was a really cool show. And what I was really excited about is, so last weekend was the British Equestrian Trade Association. You were there, right? Yeah. So we went, this was my first time going. Um, It was awesome. You know, William Fox Pitt That one makes this one look kind of silly, though, doesn't it? It's like huge. It is. Well, it's it's a lot. Fancy. It's a little fancier. (laughs) They have this giant fashion show with, like, music. And there was this underwear company that did, like dancing in their underwear on this big <laughs> stage and they had like super hot guy models and I mean the girls were pretty too but I mean you know I'm yeah, girl, you're, so. Yeah. Um, so that was really cool did and you watch that show here. like 85 times I watched it like three times <laughs> 
like specifically the underwear portion. Yeah. So Derriere Equestrian is the name of the brand. <laughs> Check them she out. She knows everyone by heart. Yep. I may have stocked the models. I don't know. <laughs> I have no comment. Um, but yeah, so then I came here and this show is awesome, but I was a little, I don't want to say I'm underwater, but it's quieter. Yeah. Um, it is just fancy. You yeah. know, there's so much going on. Um, but it was really cool because there's this company called Arc Equine. And they are, I'm going to butcher it, so I'm not going to get too scientific because I don't want to say too anything wrong. We're, we interviewed them. Oh, they're going to be on shortly. Oh, yeah. cool. They, um, they're these awesome British guys, yep. right? Because, you know, yep. I'm They're American. very funny. Yeah, they're yeah. great. So I met them over there, and they said, hey, you know, we're actually coming over. We've picked up distribution with English Writing Supply, and the device is awesome. And they said that they've had an awesome show, and I'm really excited because I've always kind of eyed that equipment for, from therapeutic purposes for myself and horses. And, and the listeners, you're going to hear that interview in the next week or two. Yeah, so yeah. I won't give away to anything point. crazy, yeah. but they're super exciting, and you should definitely check them out because they are officially going to be available here in the States. So that's really exciting. Cool. So um, let's see. What else have I seen? Um, super exciting. I can't say, again, I can't say a whole lot, but Bait Salary was, is here, and they always have a giant booth here and at Beta, and they usually go to Spoga, which is in Germany. Um and they have a super exciting new eventing saddle coming out. That's about all I can say about it. But just just it's very, know that very it's very super secret. Super, super secret. I'm one of like 10 people that got to see it and got to be preview. And so I'm very thankful that Bates invited me. And um, I think they've got a really good thing going on. So stay tuned because... And that's an eventing saddle. It is an eventing yeah. saddle. Um, I think that's probably about all I'm going to say because I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> um, but, you know, we're here on Heels Down Magazine. We're going to be one of the exclusive media partners for this. So keep an eye on our site and our magazine because we're going to have a lot more information on that coming soon. So and they said that was spring, I, if I remember. I think it's in the spring, yeah. yeah. So they're kind of doing a very strategic rollout. And, I mean, that company, they know their stuff. Like, they know how to market. They know how to generate a buzz. Because it's like, you know, if I tell you, you can't know a secret. We can, we can say the rider who has actually been riding in the test. I think, yeah, yeah, I think we Ali, Sack to, yeah, Ali, Ali Saxon, Saxon. Which, who I talked to yesterday. Yeah, yeah, and she's, you know, she's awesome. She's had her baby, so she's kind of getting back in the swing of things. But she actually has been helping them develop this product. and Like for three years. Yeah. This is a long time So, like, this is not something that they just did on a whim. Right. You know, it's crazy because that company has actually been producing saddles in the family since 1934, I think. And... You know, not that the other saddlery companies don't have tenure behind them, but this company really puts writer input and feedback into their science, and they really take that into account because they want the horses to go the best they can. And why would you not? You know, so I'm really excited. I think it's a great company, um, and I've really been excited working with them this weekend to see you know what we can help them with with the launch. So stay tuned for that because you're not going to want to miss that. Cool. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, let's see. Anything else that you've seen? You know what I've noticed is the lack of new tack. Yeah. Like new bridles, new tack. Yeah. Um, we we actually haven't seen a lot of new tack here in a couple of years. Mm -hmm. It's always, it, what the new things we're seeing are clothing and clothing yes. and accessories. Yes. A lot of accessories, mm -hmm. but not tack. Yeah, it's, yeah. I feel like it's, you know, the tack as far as like, let's talk bridles, it's a little difficult. There's some bridles yeah. that have come out that are more... Quote, but even you don't see a lot of new bridal companies. No, you really don't. No, it's like I don't know if people just gave up. Not leather <laughs> companies. I don't know. They just seem maybe it's expensive to it, get into. I'm and, sure it is. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. But I will say that Horsewear, I believe, has a new Micklem bridle yes. coming out, and it has. So one of the things with the Micklem for people that use Martingales, 
I, you know, it's, it's not, the original is not necessarily conducive to using a martingale, so I guess now they've added some sort of groove to put the, mic the microphone, the <laughs> martingale in. Um, so that's super exciting. They actually won a couple of innovation awards at the British show, so they are like on top of it. And the, again, that's another company that's always kind of right. on the forefront. But yeah, you're right. I mean, every once in a while you'll see a new girth, but it's from a original. It's from well, a company and Total Saddlefits here was one of our yeah, sponsors, Justice, and he does a great job. Here. And yeah. he apparently, you know, he started with us with the dressage show, with the because he started with dressage girth, right? And then he went to the cinch, and now the cinch is so selling so well. Yeah. And now I hear he's going to be doing the hunter jumper uh, yeah. girth too. So I'm excited <laughs> about that, and I think he's probably been the most innovative in girth. He really has. Yeah, yeah. He he really kind of has a good handle on what exactly makes a horse go as properly as it can. And I think that's a lot of something that some people don't think about. It's like, you know, if you imagine having something stitched around your stomach, I mean, it's got to be ergonomic or else it's going to pinch and press on things. And so, you know, he's really got the right recipe for that, I think. Well, so. what's coming up at Heels Down in February? So Heels Down is um, super exciting in February. We have the Italian show jumper Lorenzo DeLuca on the cover and if you don't know him you should because he's really one of the nice guys i mean i literally okay, I think if i don't ask jamie's gonna be mad at okay. me is he hot he's he's i mean yeah <laughs> see, there you go see i'm jamie just, you I'm can thank the, me like, later typical gratuitous female here like i am the target market for all these hot men like <laughs> so you know we have we did an interview with nick roldan he's a polo player also super yeah like Aren't i'm glad all? that i don't go on these photo shoots because i would make such an idiot out of myself like I, I just, you know, I'm pretty good at being professional most times, but we, I mean, I don't know. I get, I don't get stars. Polo players are a little level though. They are, yeah. yes, they are a little bit higher, you know. Anyway, Lorenzo DeLuca. I think they have a mold for polo players, they and they just crank it's them like out. A Argentina, Argentina, yeah, they yeah. have a factory. I don't understand. And there was a polo player that was just on the Ellen Show. I think I don't remember his name. Some big name polo player with like the wavy like fabulous hair. hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like I don't even understand how you're that good looking. <laughs> like how is it possible? Um. So yeah, Lorenzo DeLuca. He, you know, it's really cool because he did not come from money. He's kind of somebody that had a little bit more of a humble beginning and kind of. His parents didn't ride. He did not come from a horsey family. And so he left home and said, I'm going to go be a show jumper. And his parents were like, okay, well, you're crazy. And then, you know, now he's kind of worked his way up and he's he's very well known and he's working his way towards the WEG. And um, I think he's going to be somebody really to keep your eye on for this year for Italy. Um, and then the other cool story, which I really enjoy because I wrote it, um, I mean, let's be honest, this month is this story I am I don't know if you saw at the Washington International Horse Show last year there was a girl that did the meter 30 jumpers I think without a bridle I don't know if you saw yes the so, video there was a video yeah. going around yep. and so she she's an amateur um she has this horse whose bar name is Vlad um I think his show name is Wings her name's Melanie and so I wrote a story on her because I was like this is really cool how do you control your horse with a neck strap at the Washington Horse Show, like that's insane. To yeah, me. we've seen it done in raining, but that's yeah. there's not obstacles in the way. There, there are not obstacles <laughs> in the way. And sometimes I have seen people ride without a bridle, but it's not on purpose. Yeah. So you know, like Avery Klunick, I don't know if you listen to the show, but there was this one year at the AECs in Texas that her bridle came off after her horse stopped at a show jump, and she like you know you get off, you were disqualified. Yep. So she literally took like five minutes, and the horse just stood there, and nobody could hold it. You know, so she she stood oh, there. Oh, that was a video went viral too. Yes. yes. Yeah, and I was like, Avery, you are my hero. If you never do anything else in your life, you have made it. Um, anyway, so Melanie has purposely taken her bridle off. And the whole reason was 
because her horse was just a little bit more of an authority questioner. And so she was having some difficulty with him. And she's like, you know what? Let's just try taking his bridle off. And so she did it. And it was like a completely different horse. And she, um, I think it, she told me that he kind of ran away with her one time. And she was like, well, this is, this is kind of how she steer with a neck strap. The neck I mean, strap? Like kind of neck reins? Yeah. Like she yeah. has her neck strap, like kind of high on the neck. And, um, she just, I don't, I mean, I don't know. She how basically she neck reins yeah. probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah like crazy. a Western rider would. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the horse is just super game and jumps all the things. And uh, it was a really cool story because, you know, and again, it's cool because she doesn't take the bridle off of every horse she rides. She's right. not one of those, like, I hate bridles right. type people. Just works she works for just, this horse. Yeah. She just is like, you know, you got to listen to what your horse she wants. Listen to, to her horse. Crazy idea. <laughs> Who would have thought? Instead of fighting her horse with 25 different bits. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And bit them up and bit them up. And, you know, some people, you know, for me, I don't know that I'd ever take my bridle off. I, that's something that makes me a little uncomfortable. Yeah, that takes some amount of guts. A little bit of guts, yeah. She, and maybe <laughs> a little bit of at that level know. of jumping. Yeah, it's yeah. not like she's jumping cross rails right. or doing dressage, <laughs> right. you know. Um, Those are big jumps. Yeah, and then I saw another video. There was a girl out in California at Thermal. My friend posted a Snapchat video of a, I think it was a gray horse doing some sort of jumpers without a bridle. So I was like, I need to hunt that girl down too and see what her deal is. So there's no requirement. I guess not. I, yeah. I, you know, I'm an inventor. I'm not super up on the rules. Because obviously the bit checks, but yeah. it's just no bit. She said she got it cleared and, you know, she was worried because when she went to Washington, she was like, you know, this could go one of two ways and... I, you know, was a little out of control in the warm-up, but, I mean, he really just kind of tuned in and listened. And she's like, you know, I, if you watch the video, I didn't have the perfect round, but we got Crowd it crowd loved that. Yeah. <laughs> it's an, you know, it's something that you don't see There's nothing day. else she can be hired out to do demonstrations exactly. across well, the country. Exactly. Well, she does. And she yeah. does. She does um, demos at, like, the the Pennsylvania Horse Expo, um, and then I, a couple other places out on the East Coast, because that's where she's based. So she's, I mean, she knows, her husband does a lot of it, too. So anyway, I mean, those are just two of the stories that we've got. And this how month. can people find it? Um, so you can download it on the free Heels Down Magazine app. So you can download that app through iTunes or Google Play, and then it gets pushed to your phone every day. If you're a new subscriber, you get a free issue. Um, if you sign up for an annual subscription, you actually get two free issues. So we're just and how much away. is the annual subscription? Annual subscription is thirty nine ninety nine for a year, or it's four ninety nine if you just do it monthly. So definitely recommend signing up. It's on your phone. I mean, you have to admit it. You're on your phone anyway, so you might as well read something cool about horses. I mean, there's nothing cooler to read about. Heelsdownmag.com. Heelsdownmag.com is our website. You can find lots of good content there as well. So we have all the things for you to read, and we're super excited about our issue coming out in February. It'll be out on the first and. And um, I can't say enough good things about it. I think it just keeps getting better and better. Thank you to Sally and everybody over at Heels Down. Don't forget, Heels Down Happy Hour, one of the shows on the Horse Radio Network. And if you just want to have a fun show to listen to while you're drinking wine, it's perfect for that. Well, uh, we we this Friday, we'll be giving away the prizes for the month for Really Bad Ads. We have the box of crap, and I picked up some more crap at Ada for the box. So it's going to be a good box of crap. It's always a good box of crap. Hey, um, did you hear from Wendy about the raspberry leaves? Did not. Because I had to redo the math. And um, just the raspberry leaves alone at five pounds a day for 30 days is $3,888. <laughs> and Jemmy had a comment. She, she said that uh, she thought the raspberry leaves looked like marijuana. I think it'd probably be cheaper to do the marijuana with it. <laughs> not that I know about anything about that at all. Uh, no, but not that you gosh. do, but it would it be cheaper? <laughs> <laughs> 
I I sense a trick question here. <laughs> yeah, don't answer that. Don't answer that. Now, I did go back because I never got through all of the comments. And while I was listening to that interview with Sally, I, I just went through and kind of grabbed just one or two more diagnoses from uh, lists from people on Facebook diagnosing a horse that is uh, sensitive on the stomach, like uh, on the sides. So um, here's one, two, three, four, five more diagnoses of complete strangers. One is it clearly has Lyme's disease. That's a, again, she couldn't touch it on like the right side behind the rib cage, sensitive flank area. Lyme's disease, uh, sore ovaries, her ovaries are sore. Uh, WSMS. And I was like, what is WSMS? Witchy sensitive mare syndrome. <laughs> What's that? Have you heard of that? <laughs> Never heard of that. <laughs> um, and then um, ovarian cysts is another one. There's uh, obviously I can look at a picture and diagnose <laughs> your horse with ovarian cysts. And then finally, clearly she has dirt in her belly. Well, that's yeah. right. Yeah, dirt in her belly. Lyme's disease ovarian cysts. I think every uh, every horse probably has a little dirt in their belly. They eat off the ground. <laughs> they just, eat grass. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, there can, you go. Can uh, I uh, can I do one here? We didn't get to do first a question of first world problems because of Ada's show on Monday. Yeah. And Jessica just one? posted this. That's funny. So Jessica posted this in our auditor room. She says, a question first for a problem and super embarrassing. I got charged extra for the car wash guys to pressure wash my rubber car mats because there was so much manure and mud caked on them. <laughs> totally worth it. Pay extra. <laughs> I've never heard of charging extra for that, though. Yeah. God. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, so get your really bad ads in. It's a last chance to win a box of crap. And also the book, Brain Training for Riders. We'll be giving that away on Friday. Get them into Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. Jemmy and I have episodes. Of the, the Both episodes are out now, right? They sure are. Yes, Finding Florida, our show. Both uh, episodes 4A and 4B are out. You got to listen to 4A. It was very funny. I don't care if you uh, live in Florida or care about Florida. It was just a funny episode. Jimmy came it up with some, some real jewels there. <laughs> and then uh, uh, 4B was our trip to Huddle, and we, we basically take you around the state in one day. So uh, they were a lot of fun. We had a good time doing them, and we hope you take a listen. It's on our app at Horse Radio Network or anywhere uh, podcasts are found. Just search for Finding Florida Podcast. Uh, and we get, we keep getting, <laughs> Jamie, we keep getting more comments about Jemmy's laugh. That's the thing. I don't know if anybody else likes anything else about the podcast. We get keep getting comments about <laughs> Jemmy's laugh. So. <laughs> That's a, whatever oh, works. Man. Whatever works. It's something I'm super self conscious about, which is extra funny. Yeah, and we're just gonna. <laughs> I think we should just do a podcast with you laughing. It might get better ratings, actually. It'll oh, be man. a lot less work. <laughs> so. It's true. <laughs> a lot less. You get work. a lot of easy material. I laugh a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jemmy, for joining us today. Really appreciate it. We have the book. We're we're on chapter eighteen of the Opium Chapter equation. eighteen. I'm going to give it a go and try to get through the whole thing. If I just stop, it's I'll finish the next half tomorrow. Cause this is like, this is country. There's some country ass talking in this one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to challenge you. And there's some cuss words in it. So for those that are offended easily, just well, beep you're them not out. listening just to the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have the beeper ready. All right, here we go. 
The Opium Equation is the first of the Cat and Wright mystery series written by Lisa Waisaki. It features Cat and Wright, a Tennessee Appaloosa horse trainer, Darcy Whitcomb, teenager with a trust fund, Bubba Henley, a budding juvenile delinquent, and John Gardner, a mysterious barn manager. And of course, there's Sally Blue. Thank you to the publisher Cool Titles for allowing us to read this book. If you want to read ahead, all four books in the series are available in stores and online everywhere or at lisawaisaki.com. Chapter 18. That evening on the way to dinner, I gave my best impish wave to the press who were camped out along the road between my driveway and Glenda's. I continue to wind up River Road near the end of it, turn left just before Sawyer Brown Road, which, if I had taken it, would have led me into Bellevue, a west side bedroom community for Nashville. A lot of people thought Sawyer Brown Road was named for the country music band Sawyer Brown, but the opposite was true. The band took their name from the road. I don't know a lot about the history of country music, but living in the Nashville area, you can't help but pick up a few things. I made another left on Highway 70 and drove towards Walmart, but stopped before reaching the megastore. The neon sign placed high in Verna May's window repeatedly flashed its retro shades of turquoise and orange. Inside, the sounds of plates clattering, raucous, raucous laughter, and TV land showing Laverne and Shirley made the little building vibrate all the way to its ancient foundation. Verna May's had been redecorated in the 50s at the very latest, maybe the 60s. The well-worn booths were covered in patched turquoise vinyl, and the walls were hung with pictures and pennants of local high school athletic teams from decades long gone. I inspected the walls of the waiting area, playing a game with myself that I did every time I came in. The latest photo I could find was dated 1963, but the frame was different from the others, leading me to believe that the shot had been added sometimes after the restaurant's decor had been in place for a while. Nothing new. I didn't know if I'd be thrilled or disappointed if I ever found a photo, and I hoped I'd never found out. I liked Bernamese because everything was spotlessly clean, the food unsurpassed, and the prices so reasonable that the food could be considered cheap. My idea of heaven. A large young woman in limp brown hair and clothes, she'd outgrown 30 pounds ago, sat behind the register eating a Snickers bar. When I first began coming to Verna Bay's, the very large young woman had been a very large teenager, or maybe this was her sister. Either way, I had the idea that she or they were Verna Mae's granddaughters. Verna Mae rarely came out of the kitchen, but when she did, she was inevitably clad in a brown plaid muumu and starched white apron that would have fit had her height matched her weight. My grandma always said to trust a cook if it looked like she enjoyed her own efforts, and Verna Mae more than fit that bill. I need a table for two, I said to the probable granddaughter after I'd had a chance to survey the crowd. The young woman's jaw methodically went round and round, and she considered my request. The mental processes clicked in gear a short second before she finished chewing, and she slowly raised a heavy arm to point to a small table that was being cleared at the back of the room. Verna May's evening patrons were a generation younger than the breakfast crowd. Those who farmed a few acres this side of Fairview or the retired folk who lived in Pegram or Kingston Springs and wanted to spend an hour or two at the neighboring Walmart were the early morning clientele. The evening diners were their sons and daughters, harried working parents with half-grown kids and middle-aged couples who just sent their youngest off to college and didn't know what to do with themselves now that they didn't have to ferry the children from one sport to the next. I saw these people every week. They were as regular as clockwork. And so was I, as Darcy and I met here for dinner every Wednesday night. I wriggled carefully through the tightly packed tables and was within spitting distance of my own when a hand reached out and tugged at my sleeve. Right here. 
I knew the voice as Darcy's, but I hardly recognized the body that went with it. One reason was the fact that her hair was piled elaborately on top of her head and she had traded her usual grunge jeans and sloppy shirt for an elegant Navy designer suit. The other was that she was sitting with a young man whose attire made Darcy's usual sloppy jeans look like high couture. The kid was thin and lanky with pasty, spotty skin that reminded me of Elmer's glue. He wore faded black jeans with lots of chains attached to the pockets and a multi-stained t-shirt that seemed to be missing its sleeves. I was so engrossed in his hair worn in a long spiked neon mohawk that I almost missed the tattoo of a skull on his right shoulder. And that would have been a shame. Darcy nodded her head in his direction. Cat, this is Frog. I met him at the barn one day a few months ago. He's a friend of Bubba's. I stood with my mouth agape. It was enough that this horrible creature was sitting at the same table with Darcy, but for him to have been in my barn, I felt violated. Frog turned and eyed me up and down, pulling a cigarette from his pocket and twiddling it with his fingers. His eyes were a bright blue, and he would have been handsome except for the numerous safety pins that pierced various parts of his face. The surly expression and sneering curl attached to his lip gave me an idea about his attitude. Yeah, the horse lady, been to your place, cool. Uh, yeah, cool, I replied, unsure whether I should kill Darcy now or wait until after dinner when there wouldn't be as many people around. After, I thought, no use spoiling my fellow diner's appetites. Frog grinned sideways out of his mouth. Yeah, me and Bubba, we hang together sometimes. I'll live just up the road. Instinctively, I knew just which place it was, a dilapidated mobile home partially hidden behind the old VFW on the way to Ashland City. I remember hearing about his granny just after I moved to the area. Her name was Cherry Berry, and she apparently thought it would be cute to name all her kids after certain kinds of berries, so you had to look at this kid and figure the mentality of his forebears. Thanks to Granny Cherry, we were now blessed with her son's Goose and Cran and the twins Black and Blue, who both happened to be blonde. Sister Raz left for parts unknown years before I'd arrived, so I missed the pleasure of getting to know her. Hopefully somewhere along the way, Miss Raz had the presence of mind to change her name. If I had my genealogy straight, Frog's father was one of the twins. Guess it didn't matter which one. Frog kept leering at Darcy, so I casually moved behind her so much to attract his attention to get it away from him, really. To take a word from Glenda, he smelled a wee bit stale. So, Frog, aren't you a little old to be playing with kids? I ask in my sweetest voice. After all, you're what, 17, 18? Bubba's only 10. Frog, shrug Frog shrugged. 16 next month. Age don't matter, Bubba and me. We're soulmates, if you know what I mean. No, I don't. No skin off my ass, he shrugged and surveyed the room. And after finding nothing of interest, elaborated. Neither of us got ma's. Our paws are drunks. We ain't got no wheels and we're within walking distance. That enough? I sighed and nodded. What a world. Get this cat, Darcy said excitedly. Frog says he saw Bubba Monday morning late. Noon, Frog corrected. It was noon. I got me an appointment with the law if you get my drift. So one o'clock over to Nashtown. My old man, he had to take me. He weren't too pleased about it none. I can tell you, just a little problem with some wheels I borrowed and everybody goes and makes a big deal out of it. I don't get it. Me and my old man, we left the house at 12 o'clock sharp. By the time you get parking place and get to that courtroom, takes about an hour. Been through that lots of times before anyway, so I know. Anyways, I seen Bubba when we went by, and he was crawling through the fence and divides his paw's place from that fancy house where that lady got herself killed. 
I reached over and honked the horn, but it don't work. So I pulled the plastic off where the window used to be and hollered at him, but he didn't hear me none. Frog pulled the lighter out of his pocket. Why wasn't I surprised to see the lighter had a chain attached to it? He flicked the instrument several times as if to test the strength of the flame. And when no flame appeared, he scowled and shoved it back in his pocket. Frog, did you know that Bubba's missing and the police are looking for him? Course, even we po folk got the TV. Couldn't miss it. So why haven't you told the police? This is crucial, crucial information. It might help find Bubba. Frog's response was to ignore me and lean in closer to Darcy. You're pretty cute, he whispered. Flecks of spit displaced by two silver studs in the center of his tongue dropped onto the table in front of her. Maybe later you and me can get somewhere and, you know, talk or something. Frog leaned back, his gaze traveling up one side of her and down the other. Then slowly, crudely, he winked. I suddenly remembered that once somebody told me it takes 42 muscles in your face to frown, but it only takes four muscles to extend your arm and smack someone upside the head, the thought was tempting. Darcy's response to Frog's wink was a single bored sniff. Smiling as if he thought he could get her to change his mind, Frog returned to the question at hand. Don't know about talking to no cops, he said. Just not my way, I guess. But the police are looking for Bubba to charge him with a murder he didn't commit, I said, raising my voice. Diners on either side of our table looked up, their forks frozen halfway to their mouths. I lowered my voice and put my face next to Frog's. If I don't find Bubba before the police do, your friend's ass will be in jail for the rest of his life. Come on, Frog. The kid's only 10 years old. 10 years old. He's still a little kid. Frog slowly unfolded himself from his chair. Upright, he wasn't nearly as tall as he looked sitting down. Lady, you get the hell off my back. Briskly, he stepped past me and bumped directly into the path of a furious Darcy. That's right, she spat. Just leave. Like, that'll fix everything. Go ahead. I'm sure it won't be the first time you left a friend hanging. You're a real tough guy, Frog. Real tough, Darcy snorted. So listen up. Tomorrow, if you haven't told the police what you know, I'll personally come by and string you up by your balls. It occurred to me that Mason Whitcomb had not been as passive in Darcy's upbringing as I had thought. Whether or not she was up to Frog, however, remained to be seen. Diners throughout the restaurant were still staring, waiting to see what would happen. I had that fluttery, jittery feeling in my stomach, the same as when I was searching Bubba's house, and I tried not to let myself understand that I was terrified. The obese woman at the register reached for the phone, whether to call the cops or to answer a call, I didn't know. Frog stood staring at Darcy, apparently trying to decide if she was serious, and I decided, yes, she was, and I was proud of her for it. Suddenly, Frog laughed. He leaned on the table and pointed at Darcy with a long, grimy fingernail. Around the room, others laughed too and finished bringing their forks to their mouths. The woman at the register put the phone down and reached for another candy bar. Next to me, Darcy managed a weak smile. You, Frog laughed, are one dumb shit. She gulped in a deep breath of air. Yeah, I know, but Bubba's my friend too and I want him found alive and well. I stepped in. Frog, we're just trying to save you some trouble. This was a blatant lie, but I didn't think he was smart enough to figure that out. At least it was half court low on his brains. The police will soon find out that you and Bubba were friends and they'll come calling on you. Don't you think it would be a little better for you to go if you went to them, particularly in light of your recent um, incident with the wheels? He laughed again and pushed past me towards the girl at the register. She reached again for the phone, but she soon relaxed her grip and chuckled at something Frog said. I didn't have to ask Darcy about dinner. Our eyes connected and I knew both of us wanted out of there. She turned, weaving her way through the tables, and I was right behind her. When we got outside, I looked back, but Frog was chatting amiably with the register girl. A few more steps brought us to my truck. I smiled a shaky smile at Darcy and with great relief reached out to unlock the passenger door. 
A long white hand reached from behind me and grabbed my wrist with a vice-like grip. Frog spun me around to face him. Don't you go telling no cops about me and Bubba. I don't know nothing about that old lady's murder and I ain't getting involved any more than I already am. What do you mean any more than you already are? Just by being a friend of Bubba's, I'm kind of involved like, see? No, what I saw that Frog wasn't telling all, but I wasn't going to let him know that. Evidently, he figured he had shut me up and turned his attention to Darcy, leering in the mistaken belief that a missing front tooth was quite sexy. I reached around him to open the door and Darcy slid in gratefully. Right now, we're cool, said Frog as I opened the door. But I hear you've been talking to cops about me, then I got a problem. And if I got a problem, then you got a problem. Stupid baby shit anyway getting itself in trouble. I ain't going to let him bring me in on it too. <laughs>